Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Functionally Autoimmune. I have such a fantastic guest on the show today that I cannot wait for you to listen to this episode and get all this wonderful information. With me today, I have Gail Thomas. She is a spiritual coach and intuitive channel, and she specializes in self-development and so much more. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Gail. Thank you, Brandy. It's great to be here. It's so great. It's so fantastic. I am so excited about our conversation today. But before we get into all of the good stuff, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got into the work that you're doing and kind of what led you down this path? Yes, I can. Well, first of all, I say that I describe myself as an intuitive channel, a spiritual life coach, and I teach, so I'm a teacher as well. And I kind of evolved into this profession shall I say from personal experiences that happened in my life mm -hmm. so um I had a kind of what I would say um miraculous or divine experience that happened after a cancer diagnosis I had breast cancer diagnosis before that I'd been working as a holistic coach and before that I'd been a yoga therapist and meditation teacher so much of my adult working life, I'd been working with people trying to help them with a very spiritual bent, I would say, um, very, um, um, yeah, health conscious, holistic way of looking at the world and healing and happiness. Um, and then I got cancer, shock horror to the yeah. person, that, you know, thought of herself as fairly healthy, fairly robust um person mentally I would say and having had sort of many years experience of doing yoga and meditation here I was I got breast cancer right. so I got um a, a hormone and estrogen fueled breast cancer a specific type of breast cancer I had um too much estrogen in my body but I do think that my cancer was triggered by a great deal of stress I had, a, you know, quite a heavy divorce that I'd been through and um, a court case involved with that and severe amounts of stress um, with my two girls involved. And I think my coping mechanism in life, which a lot of people who suffer or who have experienced cancer can probably relate to, is to just keep taking it, to keep carrying it on your shoulders, to... Uh, keep being the strong one and keep soldering through without actually stopping saying, wait, I can't take it anymore. Stop. I'm going to stop. And I kept going. And I think that internally the pressure and the stress was just too much. And I think it's kind of referred to as the hammer effect. It's a, kind of a common precursor to people who then get diagnosed with cancer that they just have a massive shock or a massive trauma in their life and then sure enough a little bit further down the line the body just stops and says no I'm not going on anymore this is the deal this is the situation and it was a situation that I realized for me it was a metaphysical lesson mm -hmm. what had I been doing to get me to that place Whatever I was doing, I had to stop, turn around, do a 360 and run like hell in the opposite direction to yes. not do those things that got me to that place. I had to learn how to live again, had to restructure my life, had to restructure my belief system, the way I was thinking, I had to stop thinking of myself as a victim. I had to stop living in fear. There was so much I had to do. And um, I had... Uh, 
at the time when I was diagnosed, I, I was living in India and fortunately I was surrounded by lots of hospitals and diagnostic centers. They were able to remove the um, lump I had in my breast before I even had a chance to think about it. I think I was offered a chance for surgery the next day after diagnosis. I had the lump removed before I had any chance to think about what way I was going to deal with this or approach it. I just assumed there was the medical model, the allopathic kind of cut, burn, poison way of dealing with cancer. And in the recovery period after surgery, I started thinking, um, what else can I do? And then I thought to myself, hang on a second, you've had great phases in your life where you've really sort of gone deep into meditation. Now I'd say I have a meditation practice every day, but there were times in my life I'd say that I weren't going through good times. It may have been the divorce or things before that where I really started to meditate a lot more every day, really started to go within myself to try and pull myself out of the mire that I'd been in. And I thought, hang on, this is number one thing I have to do. I have to change my belief, my belief system around death, dying, fear, cancer, what this means, all of the kind of resonance and, and vibration that comes with the word cancer and the fear that comes with it. It comes with a whole amount of you know charge, emotional charge. I'm going to have to discharge that. I'm going to have to neutralize the word. I'm going to have to neutralize the fear. I'm going to sit and I'm going to do my meditation practice, a series of affirmations and prayers and this is what I'm going to do during that period of time I I was sitting meditation my husband happened to be sitting next to me and at the end of my meditation and affirmations I said a little prayer it wasn't something I'd particularly been used to doing I wouldn't say I'm a religious person I'd say I'm a spiritual person I have faith and I believe in God yeah. I didn't particularly follow any denomination, any yeah. particular religion. But on this particular occasion, I was sitting there and I said in my head, Jesus, if you're there, please, could you heal me? And in that instant, I've never had this experience before. My hand, I was sitting cross-legged on the floor. My hand lifted up from my lap and placed itself on my breast, the breast that had cancer. My hand rested on top of my breast, but I felt the warmth of a hand, the hand go inside my flesh. And I knew it was Jesus. Wow. I've never had this experience before in my life. I felt him all around my body. I felt his hand inside my body. I felt his warmth. I felt his love. I knew it was him. And tears came rolling down my cheeks in wonder awe, and disbelief they were tears of happiness tears of um just sheer speechless joy um humbled I was completely humbled and it lasted a few seconds not long and I knew it wouldn't last long and they were just precious time expanded it was like nanoseconds you know yeah. um and my hand went down I opened my eyes and I saw my husband gazing at me and he said what happened and I I felt silly saying it because words wouldn't do it justice. I said, I've just felt Jesus. And he carried on looking at me and I, I cried and I said, no, no, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy. I can't believe this has happened to me. It was just like the most amazing feeling ever. So 
the next day, of course, I couldn't wait to get back into my meditation. I was determined to do everything exactly the same way, the same method that I did on that particular day. And at the end of this hour long meditation and affirmations and prayer said again, Jesus, I'm so glad you came to me yesterday. I'm so grateful. I don't expect you to come again. If you could, would you? And I felt him come in. I felt him come in again all around me. And this time my hand didn't lift up. I just felt him close. And then I felt something else come in. And I was aware that there was something else. That was the end of that. Day three, I did the whole practice again. Jesus didn't come in, but that something else was still there. That something else remained. And every day from then on when I meditated, um, I felt their presence. I felt very blissful. Um, I felt very at peace. I felt very relaxed. I felt as though I was in a trance. My my arms would raise, my head would start to move. It would start to move and sometimes crack. I'd feel my neck crack as if they were kind of realigning my spine and my neck. I'd feel their energy. I'd feel them in my body. They were literally animating me and I was just a a witness, witnessing them. And then I realized that I could talk to them and it felt like I was talking to them in a long tunnel, very echoey and extremely clear. No other interference, no other thoughts going on in my head. And I could hear clear answers back. And they told me their name was Tarp. They told me that they were a group of individuals here to help Um, people at this time sensitive people people who were healers or people who could help other people um, empaths Um, they were here to activate children and they said that they were connected with me and I was a human version of them and that this was happening a lot all over the planet at the moment with all kinds of contacts and connection experiences happening so at this point I realized I was channeling of course I knew about Abraham Hicks and Bashar and people like that um I'd always been uh, I've always been into those particular people but of course they're you know they're very respectable in what they do but I would say my life much of my life has been spiritual but I remain skeptical because I know there are people out there that aren't quite what they claim to be and there are people with good intentions and there are people that just want to make a buck and so I had my analytical mind and I, as I sat with my husband every day and he witnessed me kind of developing my connection with them, I'd start being able to say the words yes and no to the answers and they'd move my head with the words yes and no. And then they'd start to get me to practice sounds. So it's like learning to be, being a baby, babbling and learning to talk. So I just completely was relaxed. They took over my body and they came through me and they started using me as a kind of word processor. I was saying the words. First it was syllables, then they were words, then I was speaking slowly, then I was able to answer questions, uh, my husband and my my kids. Um, Then I, you know, opened up and I showed them to my mother and then close friends and then it kind of built to small groups and then channeling people for private readings and group sessions and channeling training etc etc um but that's how I came to be what I am doing now so it's a kind of merging of what I was working as and working towards before with the added consciousness shall I say of tarp 
when they come in. Yeah, that's so amazing. Actually, <laughs> made me teary-eyed just hearing that story. But um, I just, it's so powerful and amazing to have one to have gone through such a traumatic experience of having all this stress, getting, you know, hit in the face with this diagnosis not even having the time to like process how you're going to handle or deal with this, but then being given this amazing gift, like in the midst of all of that is so amazing. And I just love that. And I've met a couple of other um, people who are intuitives, who do spiritual work, who have very similar stories to yours in the way that something traumatic was happening to them. And then they suddenly were kind of able to have this gift. And I think that it's one, it's so special that you were kind of chosen to be able to do this um, type of work and to really understand that. And I think that's so amazing. And I want to get into that a little bit, because I know that people listening have questions and are really wanting to know how they can use this type of thing or how it can help them heal or whatever might be going on. So I think it's, it's so fantastic. Yeah. And I love that story. Um, but yeah. I want to touch on real quick that you, you mentioned that you were kind of able to channel this and use it through private sessions and things like that. So what types yeah. of things are people coming to you with that they're wanting help with? Like what, what are the kind of things that, that you're seeing? Yes. So, okay. So people are coming to me either for my um, knowledge and experience of healing alternatively from cancer, because that's actually what I went on to do afterwards so I had a whole new protocol of the way I was going to deal with my recovery from cancer which um, evolved around the spiritual aspect the lifestyle aspect, and, and of course diet exercise and a number of alternative holistic treatments um, so people either come to me for that or they come to me for um, channeled material and with the channeled material um, what they tend to ask for is um, guidance on their life path, their purpose, um, why they are where they are in life, what the meaning of where they are in their life is to them and ways that are beneficial for them to move forwards. They also come, if they're in person, because I, I do speak to people all over the world, but if they're in person, there are you know hands-on events where TARP, put their energy through me and my hands and they're doing activations of chakra um, energy balancing, allowing the energy to flow more fluidly, opening chakras um, so that they can perceive greater consciousness um, or people are learning to channel with me so they can get in contact with their own guides and then develop their own connection and their own intuition and sovereignty themselves. Cause all of the information we have, for our health and our healing is actually in the field of consciousness around us. We think we're separate from it, but of course we're not. And we just have to get into those places of stillness and relaxedness and a place of non-judgment for them to come through just as it came through to me, my connection, um, or just as anyone, you know, manages to channel a great idea while they're in the midst of doing something else. They might be driving a car or painting a picture, getting into that kind of flow state where ideas just flow, they just drop in. Yeah. That's the kind of place where you're in touch with your own intuition and can find your own answers, your own resources, your own guidance, your own strength, your own courage. Um, so there are a number of things that people come to me for. And, and increasingly, I'm getting people that come for channeled, channeled readings 
and then they get the grounded more practical tools from the coaching aspects of me with the spiritual perspective because um we are spirit having a physical experience after all first and foremost and any illness or condition i believe is manifested in the non-physical level first you know yeah before it creates into our physical world yeah i love that and i've actually I 100% agree with that. And I've seen so much research and so many different things that can really connect. You know, I I mentioned to you before the show, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's years ago. And I was actually told to me um, much later that I actually, as a child, I was a people pleaser. I didn't speak up very much for myself. I just kind of took whatever I needed to do to make people happy and so it was kind of explained like oh well that's why this disease happened in your thyroid because it's your throat and you weren't expressing what you needed to express and it kind of built up there and it was chakra yeah and it was so amazing to me to hear that because it never had crossed my mind that those things were connected and it 100% made sense to me that absolutely that's that's what would happen because that's it explained 100% who I was and so I completely completely believe in that and and you mentioned you know being driving a car and having good ideas and things like that and I think we all experience something like that um throughout our day and I always tell people I'm a genius on the treadmill and I say that because when I'm on the treadmill I'm just running or just walking and I'm completely just focused on that and I have all of these amazing ideas that come up so I always tell people I'm a complete genius on the treadmill (laughs) yeah you're channeling your higher self that's it. You're connected between you and you, your greater you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I love that because it's always like, where do all these ideas come from? Like when I'm on the treadmill, but I think those things happen to everybody at a different level. We just don't stop and pay attention to them. Do you find that to be the case? Yes. Yes. And that's part of my mission now to help teach people to get in touch with that themselves. I think we all have this latent ability. I think we're all channeling already whether the information drops in while we're sleeping or in between that sleeping and waking state or in any other situation on the treadmill, as you say, but we're all doing it already. We don't realize we're doing it or we invalidate the information we get or we suppress it. It's just a case of coming to terms with we're in a new world, a new era. We're much more holistically aware and we're expanding our consciousness as a human species. And we're coming to terms with a, a lot of new paradigms now. And I think now is the time to understand that our health is our prerogative. Um, we can take sovereignty again for the information that we receive, the information that we care to absorb, the, our own truth about our health, mm-hmm. our wealth, our way that we live. We have to keep in tune with who we are and and what works with us there's there's so much to understand from the non-physical what we can feel beyond our five senses because that's what we were before we came into the body that's what we are all the time when you close your eyes in meditation you realize there's something else there you realize you're witnessing something with five senses that's where all the information is that we can access so um more and more people are coming for I call it channeling training, but essentially I say we're channeling already just yeah. to greater or lesser extents, right? So, right. Yeah, I love that. And I know that, you know, there are people out there who are thinking, I really want to get into a meditative practice. I really want to get to the point where 
I hear these things, you know, that are coming to me and I know how to accept them. So someone who maybe doesn't have meditation practices now, but really want to try and get into that. What are some things that they can do to kind of start doing that? Because I know a lot of times I hear from people, I can't sit still that long (laughs) or I can't turn off what's going on in my brain if I'm sitting there trying to meditate. And that's a lot of the issue that people are having. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing is not everyone can meditate. My daughter has um, ADHD, where she has a label of ADHD. Uh, She's someone who will tell you, I can't meditate. I can't sit still. Um, Everyone has their own way in to that trance state or that flow state. It may be meditation practice. It may be Wim Hof style breathing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that, you know, um, pranayama, breathing exercises that change the chemicals in your blood that can induce certain brain waves at certain theta states in the brain. It may be exercise. It may be running. As you say, there are, there are ways into that flow state where you're kind of in a sense doing something where your body is working on automatic. It could be on the treadmill. It could be driving. It could be something repetitive that is kind of hypnotic in a sense to the mental mind, but allows the right hemisphere of the brain, the brain that is, able to access a subconscious mind and a more expanded consciousness where all this information is. So uh, I'd say if you can meditate, meditate. There are loads of teachers and great things on YouTube to follow. Um, Of course, I teach meditation too. If you find it difficult to meditate, don't even bother trying. Listen to a guided meditation. Don't do it for long. Know that there are other ways that you are channeling anyway. And you just need to write a list of all those things that put you into a happy flow state. As we've said, those kind of mechanical automated tasks. It might be sewing. It might be needlework. It might be cooking. Even the ironing. You know, there are moments when I'm ironing and, um, you know, I'm I'm somewhere happy and I'm not necessarily thinking, thinking. And so it doesn't have to be the word meditation. There are, there are plenty of practical ways to get into a flow state. And if you did want to do meditation, I would say do a guided meditation if you find it a little bit tricky. Otherwise, you can do it on your own. There's lots of ways in. Yeah, I love that because I think there's so much pressure for some people to figure out how they can kind of force themselves to meditate. And maybe for them, that's not the way to go. And so it's really yeah. great to hear that, you know, maybe that's not what's going to work for you. And I think... yeah. We don't hear that. So I think that's great to hear. Everybody's brains are formed differently. And, you know, I mean, being a mother of someone with a label of neurodivergence, a particular certain neurodivergence, have to understand that the kids that are coming through, our kids, our younger generations, they're kind of way more plugged in than we are, not just the screens, of course, but um, to to concepts that were a bit of a stretch for us to grasp, Mm -hmm. you know, so they have their ways, you know, they have their ways. People have their ways, no matter where they are, people's brains are different. We're all wired different. And before modern society or Western society, guess what is one of the most ancient and widespread practices of people being in an altered state of consciousness where they're channeling or they're in um, a place where they can communicate from other beings. That's shamanism. He was practiced for thousands of years all over the world, among primitive peoples all over the world. 
And despite being in different places on the globe, they all had the same techniques and skills to retrieve information from wider sources of consciousness, to bring it back in and anchor it down into their normal waking everyday life so that they can help people or heal people or get on. So it's part of a, our human species. It's part of who we are. We are connected to something greater. We're not just kind of mechanical robots completely disconnected from each other and the cosmos we're all interconnected and we're all I would say entangled the term you use in you hear in quantum physics quantum entanglement we're all attached to each other we're all part of the same one source of energy I believe we're all fractalized into individual lives we get convinced that we're separate and things happen to us and things are done to us and we're victim etc but this is when someone like you or I, we then get diagnosed with conditions and we're like, oh, poor me, without yeah. realizing that the power's within us to change it all. Yeah. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And that's so powerful and so important to know. But before we we run out of time, you, are, you have written um, a fantastic book that's coming out soon. So I want to make sure that we give people a little bit of information about that and where they can find that and when that comes out. Ah, yes. Well, I've written a book called Awakening to Channel, and that's released in January 2023. It'll be available on my website and it'll be available on Amazon. So my website, you can find me on gail-thomas.com. So it's G-A-Y-L-E hyphen Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S.com. And um, it'll be available there. That's so amazing. I'm so excited to get my hands on that because I know it's probably filled with such amazing information and tools. So I know that I'm excited to to um, have that come out and be able to get access to that. And um, anybody listening, I will make sure to share those links in the notes as well. So if you're not able to write those down, don't worry, just find them in the notes and um, I will put all of Gail's contact information in there so you can find her website and all of those wonderful things. And Thank you, Gail, so much for joining us today and for sharing your story and the amazing work that you're doing and all of your information. It's just, it's so invaluable to have um, all of that information and to have someone like you who can, can help people the way that you do. Thank you so much, Brandy. I'm honored. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks everyone for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Welcome to the show. And thank you so much for listening. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. With 75 absorbable vitamins and minerals in just one scoop per day. I've increased my energy, immune function, and so much more. AG is a non-negotiable part of my daily routine. For your own risk-free AG plus 20% off and free vitamin D3 K2 supplement, go to www.athleticgreens.com backslash functionally autoimmune or look in the notes of this podcast and you can find the link there. Trust me, you want to add Athletic Greens to your day. It makes such a huge difference.